previously on Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials. I always refer to it as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Adam just rolled his eyes at me. Oh, they felt it. They didn't have to see it. <laughs> Name a more iconic first so line good. of a book. Like in I and I understand like call me Ishmael, whatever. Like I get it. Moby Dick. Okay. Their parenting enables the men's rights movement. He's a fuckboy, right? I mean he grows up to be a fuckboy. You know what? I think that if Minerva McGonagall were American, she would be Francis McDormand. So Albus Dumbledore noted homosexual shows up. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, 11 years is a long time. Still not as long as the Iraq war. Maybe she didn't know his name was Tom Riddle yet when she wrote Maybe, this. Yeah, maybe I mean, she hadn't come up with the anagram yet. Yes. The size of Hagrid's hands. Oh, Hagrid. Is he a daddy? Your bear? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials, a show where we delve week by week into each chapter of the Harry Potter series. Hello, listener. I thought you were going to be my background music. Oh, you wanted me to keep going? Did you see Daniel Radcliffe is reading what Red Chapter yes, One? That was the first thing that I was actually going to talk to you about. Wow. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, but I am very excited. I watched the first two sentences, and then I was like, I can't do this because it's a, you were it's emotional. It's twenty nine minutes long. Oh, because you were you were going to be bored. Yeah. Because you were like, I just read this. I literally just read this. Maybe once we get <laughs> to like chapter four or whatever and they catch up to us or we get whichever happens, like maybe I'll do it. But Who in, in your, like, if you could have anybody read you Harry Potter, who would you want to read you Harry Potter? Um, Jim Dale. Ha ha ha. I hate you. Um, who would I want? Probably Emma Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Sybil. Sybil Trelawney. Sybil. Yeah, good old Sibs. Sibs Trell. Trelly. For me, Rami Malik. No. He has such a soothing voice. Are you kidding me? I I understand that, like, uh, okay, you didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody, whatever. He's a very gifted actor. And speaker. I love his voice. An Have you, orator. He, he's, he's truly like ASMR. I would have... Um, what's his name who played Elton John? Taron Edgerton. Taron Edgerton. I'd have him read to me. And then, you're just, you're just and then sit on my face. <laughs> well. <laughs> How are your margaritas? Um, they were... It was just like the premix... Jose Cuervo. But did it have tequila in it? Mm-hmm. I'd want a shot of tequila so bad right now. I want um drugs. <laughs> what what kind? Maybe I can hook you up. Um That's funny to me. That is so funny. <laughs> Allie, what's the description of this episode? 
Of of the episode or the chapter? The chap the well both, because it's okay. kind of the same. Yes. So this chapter, the chapter is chapter two, the vanishing glass. And in this chapter, Harry goes to the zoo with Aunt Petunia, Uncle Vernon, Dudley, and Dudley's friend Piers. And mm-hmm. he makes the glass vanish in the snake enclosure in the reptile house. And mm-hmm. so a snake escapes. That's what happens in this chapter. Yeah. That sums it that sums it up pretty good. The, yeah, feel- this one this one isn't like a like there's not like a ton to talk about here because no, it's very much no. just like moving the plot forward. Yeah. Um but there are a lot of things that I think are fun that come back later. I like the glimpses into Harry's regular school life. Cause this is kind of really the only time we ever talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do just want to say um, one, one thing, cause we've, we've now established that as a, as a child, I was really stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first read this chapter and it said nearly 10 years had passed since the Dursleys had woken up to find their nephew on the front step. My child brain was like, did they keep him on the porch the whole time? I was. (laughs) (sighs) It was really. It's going to be a long podcast. (laughs) No, I was just so fucking stupid. I don't. It's, you know. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did you have any. Do you have anything to say about how stupid I was? No, I'm in agreement. Okay. I will say, I will say just moving on just a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Every single time that I reread this, like, especially as an adult, there's this one sentence and I hate this. So I hate this sentence so much. Mm -hmm. It's like, honestly, if the, I, he found a pair under his bed and after pulling a spider off of one of them, put them on. This is the sentence. Harry was used to spiders because the cupboard under the stairs was full of them. And that was where he slept. What? Just say he lives under the goddamn stairs. That's the most roundabout way of saying that he lives under the stairs. I hate this sentence. And I can't tell you why I am so angry every time I read it. I even think about it. I knew that that chapter was in, or that sentence was in this chapter. And I just, as I, I was just getting ready to read it. And I was just like, I hate this sentence. I wrote, so, so far. Okay, so this is what I've been doing for my notes. I've been putting like mm-hmm. the first time people are mentioned, the first time places are mentioned, the first time like, terms happen so like muggle is in the first chapter Muggle, and then like magical items i'll probably get creatures later yep but items and then we didn't have any of this episode so on places i obviously had to put cupboard under the stairs Mm -hmm. because she's so iconic but weirdly as iconic as i remember this like the idea of the cupboard under the stairs being i also like I don't think we're in the cupboard like really that often ever, right? No. Because he's about to move out into the guest bedroom. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dudley's second bedroom. Dudley's second bedroom. When do you think they moved him in there though? Like, do you think as soon as he showed up, they're like, this is where he's going? Like at what point do you think they were like, this is where he belongs? I mean... 
was there a time when he was like in a crib? Was well, that crib in the cupboard under the stairs? Yeah. I have no idea. I'm really surprised they didn't like make him sleep in the garage. Like that really seems like, well, I don't know if there are garages. I don't know if they had a garage. Yeah. But I do think one thing that like really sticks out to me as an adult that I just didn't really think about that much when I was a child. And I want to know about what you think is like, they were, they were like very abusive. I like, I understood that he was neglected, but they like actively deprive him of food. Yeah. And, like, but it says like he had there. to like sneak out to like get food because they, yes. eat. I was like, uh, this isn't funny. <laughs> I know. I was like, like, that's very dark. I think as a, like as a kid, I, you know, I, I, I like, I understood that he was not treated well, but as an adult, you're like, holy shit, this is like serious. This is not kidding around. I also noted that like, they're really wealthy because yes. they bought Dudley a VCR in like 1990, which like had to be like, hundreds of pounds well and he had a computer yeah yeah they 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 had a four-bedroom house Mm -hmm. and only two of well at the beginning only two of those bedrooms were regularly used Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you think well four Four bedrooms bedrooms? (laughs) three bedroom no, they have the guest room where Aunt Marge stays. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Aunt Marge, she's mentioned in this chapter. She is mentioned, yes. And I was like, wow, we knew Aunt Marge well before we knew Aunt Marge. We did, yes, we did. <laughs> and Mrs. But did, Fig. But not, not in the biblical sense. Correct. I never want to know Aunt Marge in the biblical <laughs> sense. But we also heard, hear about Mrs. Fig, too, which w- really comes back later in a very Arabella surprising way. Yeah, my girl, arguments. my girl. Um, I think it's funny that you were talking, though, about uh, knowing Harry as he is at school. Mm-hmm. Because in, in kind of going back to the thing, it made me wonder, like, did the teachers not see what was happening that, like... Like, Dudley had to have been very well-dressed, obviously very well-fed, and then Harry shows up wearing all these, like, hand-me-down clothes. Mm-hmm. What was, what's going on in the school system in the UK? I think it's very probably, like, British stiff upper lip, keep calm, okay. carry on, just like, okay. it's not my business. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I've never been. You've been. I have been, but I, I, I didn't, I, I will say on my, my vacation to the UK, I did not go to a primary school. Mm, you didn't? No. And I know a lot of people do, but this time I just couldn't fit it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can't confirm or deny. So when they talk about his like little situations that happen in the school, like when he like ends up on the roof and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it mentions like that he's very fast, which I was like, oh, that's a very smart way to work in that. Like the seeker aspect is going to come in like mm-hmm. in a few chapters. Like I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is smart. Like it's a little bit of like foreshadowing, which was fun. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's all I had to say. <laughs> oh, okay. I, yeah. And I, um, I did think too, like when they were talking about, cause they were talking about how Aunt Petunia is always trying to cut his hair. Mm-hmm. Because she wants to hide the scar. 
I can't believe this story when she cuts his regular, like his regular hair, hair. like Mm -hmm. buzzes his hair and then leaves his bangs. Like I was like, that's so funny to my nightmare. (laughs) Do you think, do you think that seeing the scar though, it makes her feel guilty or it makes her sad Mm. because it reminds her of her sister. Does she know that it's from, I mean, does she know it's specifically from when he died or when they died or does she, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she just thinks he was born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Who knows? It could be Maybelline. I mean, what product do they use to draw it on in the movies? Yes, yeah, exactly. Probably not Maybelline. Um, <laughs> uh, this episode is sponsored by Maybelline. This episode is sponsored by Ben Nye Cosmetics. <laughs> For all your high school theatrical needs, look to Ben Nye. Thank you. And now back to our programming um i did also love that they they were like it's a car they died in a car accident that's a weird it's a bold choice they could have just said they died in an accident yeah what spiritually who do you think the dursleys are church of england oh (laughs) i was like um queen elizabeth um yeah probably church isn't that everyone isn't everyone in church of england no you can be catholic you can be jewish remember that episode of rana and Bever- of of rana and beverly when they yes. go to london and and rana yes. makes a bet about how many jewish people are in the uk i would say that they are not jewish i'm gonna go out on a limb <laughs> and say that um yeah, probably Church of England. But I don't think they like are I don't think they go every Sunday. They seem like a family that would be like a Christmas Easter situation. Yeah. I don't know why I'm talking about this. This is not in my notes. Well, it's also interesting because like if it was an American family, the way like the way a, it's so interesting the difference between like American evangelicalism and like puritanical morality of everything. Whereas, like, like it's super. It comes all the way down into like how you like display yourself to like your neighbors, which is very much like what Petunia cares about. But like over there, it's not the same at all. Like it doesn't. Nobody is looking to see if you go to church, but they are looking to see like, are your hedges trimmed, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So who knows? Um... <clears throat> Truly, who knows? So really, (laughs) Uh I'm really mad that I got us off on that digression because it's it's a controversial topic, religion. And really, like, the meat of the chapter, of course, Well, we we know that Vernon and Petunia definitely voted for Brexit. I mean, we can, that's... 100%. (laughs) Without a question. no question there. (laughs) They were on board day one. <laughs> they voted for Margaret Thatcher, honey. They said, <laughs> yes, bitch. They were Brexiteers. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, did you, I, I know how you like the names. How do you feel about Piers Polkis? Okay, so I, I, rem- I don't, first of all, I don't remember him as a character. So this is fun. Okay. Second of all. I always, I feel like I always remember that 
the alliterated names are the magical world. So I was like, oh, she's just, she's going for it. Everybody in England is alliterated. <laughs> that's it. Everybody. Yes. So that's fun. I do, I do think, though, that she describes him, that she, he looks like a rat. Yes. When you hear the name, the name Piers Polkis, do you not just think of a rat? Well, I think of Piers Morgan, unfortunately. So, yeah, wow. I guess I do. <laughs> I kind of think of, uh, it might not be a rat, but you know an Arthur, that one character? Oh, Allie. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing, but I was like, this is way too specific of a reference. I'm not going to bring this up. That's so funny. Ugh. God, with the like, with the nose that comes out with the nose. Yes, that is Piers Polkis. Mm -hmm. It it's a total live action world, except for Piers is an animated animal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So, but the yeah. Do we ever get um, a a mention of Yvonne ever again? (laughs) I don't think we do. Okay, I wrote it down. Because I was like, oh, you never know when Yvonne. She's might- gonna throw this back in. Yvonne's the name of the dragon, and <laughs> like we don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think she ever comes back up. You know, I had an aunt Yvonne. Did you? Like a well? Hold on. How do I say this? If my grandma's sister-in-law, so would that be my great aunt? Yeah. Yeah. My great aunt Yvonne. I don't think I met her. I think she died before I was born. Rest in peace, Yvonne. Rest in peace. Also, I wrote down, who goes to Mallorca? The British. Yeah, but they mention it. I don't know. They some, There's a mention of, oh, Aunt Marge is in Mallorca no. or Yvonne's in Mallorca. Um, Somebody's in Mallorca. I think it's Marge. I just know she says she doesn't, they say she Oh, doesn't. no, Yvonne is in Mallorca. Yvonne is in Mallorca. Mm-hmm. So that, I didn't know. I have heard of Mallorca, but I was like, I don't know specifically where, what, who. It's an island off the coast of Spain. It's an island, yeah. So I was like, great. It's a very, that's a very island-sounding name. Yeah. Classic. Did you look up um, the root of the word? Is it is it an Anglo-Saxon word or no? I did look up the names um, to see if like any of the name meanings are like you know like, how she would like do Lupin. That. Yeah, like Voldemort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, nothing, nothing in this chapter. Marge, Yvonne, Piers, nothing, nothing interesting. Yvonne does mean you, like Y E W, like the type of wood in French. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know whose wand is made of you? <gasps> you! <laughs> Voldemort. Oh, yeah. His original wand? Mm-hmm. Not the Elder Wand. Not the Elder Wand, which we'll get to, which I do remember that plot point. <laughs> Good. Good. Um... But really, the the big thing in the chapter is is the interaction with the snake, right? Yeah. So he goes, you know, he's at the zoo, and what's he doing? He's looking at snakes. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> oh, I meant I was out. Oh, no, I'm looking at my notes, and I meant to look something up. Hold on, I want to look something up really quickly. What is it? Knickerbocker uh, Glory. No, I can Did tell you, you look, what that is. Did you look that up? It is an ice cream sundae served in a tall canonical glass 
mainly in the British Isles. Okay. Or conical, not canonical. But that's a Knickerbocker glory. I was like, what the hell is this? And then I just put also that there's a part where it says that Harry's dream is an unknown relation taking him away, which like comes back in book three when he figures out what his Patronus is or how to achieve his like happiest moment or whatever. Right. Doesn't he use like the moment Sirius tells him I'll take, I'll like, you can come live with me or whatever as the, the way he gets the full, the full stag. Maybe. Well, we'll get there. Well, are you talking, are you talking, are you talking at the very end of the mm-hmm. book when he's like, well, no, because he's like, he says, I don't oh, want to talk about it right now. Oh, yeah, because he was like, I knew I could do it because I knew I did it or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I was always like, what? Fuck you. <laughs> that cocky white boy oh, so bullshit. You understand existentialism now? Like, you get it? You're Nietzsche? Precisely. Okay, the thing I had to look up turned out to be nothing, so it's not important, so I don't want to say What was it. it? I don't want to talk about it. What was it? I wanted to know how to say friend in Portuguese because I didn't know if it was the same as in Spanish. Ellie, I looked it up too because my first thought was I was like, J.K. Rowling doesn't know shit about Portuguese. I, I was like, there's no way that's the same because there is a lot of crossover, but I was like, I don't think that's the same. Yeah. And then I, I wrote it down it and then the I same. checked and then I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, amigo. I do. What I do really love. Um, it, this is another thing that I think is another um, fun little thing to think about when you when you go back and read it, and you know that Harry's a parcel tongue mm-hmm. um, because well, he's parcel mouth, parcel tongue. He speaks to snakes, and he. Piers says something to him and he says, Harry was talking to it. W- weren't you Harry? Mm-hmm. And it, I, it's like, when you read that at first, you're like, that's not that embarrassing. Cause you know, who doesn't talk to animals when they're at the zoo? Yeah. But he meant but he, like, he was literally, it was, it was or whatever, bitch. That may, and it, it's like, oh, okay. That does, that is embarrassing. That is psycho. That, yeah. That is, that, that is, is truly is, insane. Is psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he, honestly, I, I do not condone bullying, but if I were an 11 year old and I saw another 11 year old pretending to speak like a snake to a snake at the zoo, I would make fun of them. And also here's the thing. If I am a person who believes that like witches and wizards are like evil on all of its bad. Mm -hmm. And then I hear that the kid who I definitely know has ties is speaking to snakes. I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to lock mm-hmm. him in his cupboard and not let him have dinner. Like, I mm-hmm. don't blame Vernon Dursley. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's a victim in this situation. <laughs> Finally, someone. Somebody said it. Someone said it. That is a brave view. <laughs> and I'm glad that you took the stand to say that. Um, what I will say, also, I. Speaking of, like, things I had to, like, double-check, like, Amigo, Mm -hmm. I read that part when he gets the number of gifts 
because I was like, wait, does it actually equal more than last year? I read it like three times because I was like, wait. (laughs) Adam. It was embarrassing. You're as bad at math as Dudley. Yeah. Um, I do want to debunk in case any of our listeners read the made-up theory about the snake that Harry sets free. Oh, this is not Nagini. It is not Nagini. Because as we all know, famously, Nagini is an Asian woman, as we've learned from Fantastic Beasts the second. Haven't seen it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But it's th- that was a thing that was going around on the internet for a while. And I will admit the first time I read it, I was like, wow, it's not Nagini. It's no. just a snake he set free and yeah. probably, you know, ended up in someone's toilet two days later. I mean, it's a fun theory. It's fun. Yeah. But, but I, it's not. People need to stop believing it. It's like when the Pixar theory was going around that like they're all within like the same universe. Mm hmm. And I was like, no, they're all different. No, mm-hmm. no animator is putting this much time into both the animation and their like story that this all fits together. Like mm-hmm. they don't care. But Finding Nemo does take place in the same world as Harry Potter. Finding Finding Nemo does take place in the same universe as Finding Dory, actually, which is really interesting. I never put that together. <laughs> yeah. Shut. Oh my yeah, god. I know. That makes so much sense. I know. It's kind of like obvious when you like realize it because they kind of like named the, the movie the same thing. The signs, thing the signs were literally all there. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney. I am Sigourney Weaver. Amazing. Um Do you have anything else to say about this incredible boring chapter? I, the one thing that I do want to say um, is that I do think that she does an incredible job here mm-hmm. of creating a foil for Voldemort in his childhood. Mm. Maybe foil is not the right word, but I think I think that when you kind of look at at the the childhood that Voldemort had, you know, obviously he grew up in an orphanage and he didn't really have a family. You know, Harry grew up with family, but he did not have a good childhood. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, I think it is, I don't want to say powerful, but I do think that this chapter does have an important purpose. Well, and it also, not only Voldemort, but Snape too. Like when you flash back and see Mm -hmm. like how Snape was bullied. Yo, bitch, so was Harry. And Mm -hmm. look, Mm -hmm. we can't all just use the excuse that we were bullied. And so that's why we do... Bullshit. And I think, and I think too that it it just shows that you know the capacity for love doesn't can exist even if you weren't necessarily loved as a child. Mm. Because obviously, you know, we're, we're getting we're thank you so much. We're gonna get into the whole you know love potion. Voldemort can't love blah blah blah. But like Snape was Snape, and fuck Snape. That's that's Snape with Snape and Fox. Wait, Snape. love potion. Have you not? Did you not know this? I don't remember this. Okay, so Voldemort's mom. Oh yes, 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 yes. Gave yes, yes. Tom Riddle. So he was conceived under a love potion. Facts of a love potion, and so he was. He did not have the ability to love. Aka, he's a sociopath. 
And he and I have that in common. Great. I take it back. I was conceived um, much like Jesus under the power of the Holy Spirit. So, <sighs> you know, just An like immaculate, just little just immaculate, little Christian teens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, wow, amazing! Christ think, is risen. I think <laughs> Happy Easter. <laughs> Sorry, Happy Easter. Um, <laughs> I think this was a great, yet another great episode in the books oh oh i thought i was like don't you mean chapter but then i realized that you you meant like a, an episode of the of podcast. Our podcast it's like in the books like we finished it mm-hmm. so as you can see the stupidity from childhood has really carried into <laughs> mm-hmm. it's one thing that has remained consistent for some reason when we started the chapter i was like oh he this is also the chapter where he gets like he gets the letter. And then I was like, Oh no, that's not here. It's just the the zoo. It's just the zoo. (laughs) But you know, the zoo is really important for conservation. I mean, just setting up, setting up, setting up the parcel tongue well before we even like know to like have that as an idea. Mm-hmm. Cause like when the first time you read it, you're just like, Oh, the glass vanished. And like the snake talked to him. Oh, that's just like general magicry. Mm-hmm. And then as it goes deeper, then you should realize like the intricacies of the whole story. Yes. yes. Quite. And then when you realize it's Nagini, that's the snake. Nagini. That's how he, <laughs> that's how he says Nagini. That's how Voldemort said Nagini. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say it normal. I'm going to start calling him Tommy. That's how Tommy, Tommy calls <laughs> calls her. <laughs> Tom. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tommy Riddle. Great. Wow. We have uh, gone through a lot of nonsense. Yeah. A lot of nonsense. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Um, that's it. You can find us um, on iTunes, Spotify. Are you SoundCloud, making cloud? Probably just where you get your podcast generally. Um, please like, rate, subscribe. Five stars only. Yeah. If you if you even think, think about, about giving it. us four stars, go to hell. And I'm going to port key your ass to Azkaban. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Noecker. N-O-E-C-K-E-R. Do I want people to go on my Twitter? You no. know what? I only, I only have 72 followers. I want people to find my Twitter. Thanks for listening. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you for joining me, Allie. I'm ending it NPR style. Thank you for joining me, Allie. Mm, yeah. And then you say thank you. Thanks, Audie. Okay, bye. (laughs)